Hello. Welcome to Hard Compound, an American take on Formula One. We've just finished watching the United States Grand Prix 2021 in Austin. A crowd of 140,000 got to see a heavyweight battle. Ali Frazier, but in this case, it was Max Lewis. And it was a great race, a great day for Formula One in America. We've got a content-rich episode for you. But first, son, what are you drinking? Yeah, what an awesome race, an awesome weekend to uh, come back to. So this week, I've got a Dokai beer. It's a Yuza Blonde Ale from Del Cielo Brewing Company in Martinez, California. So Yuza is like a uh, an Asian citrus fruit. So for this, you get a lot of that citrusy tartness on the front end. And then on the back end, you get a lot of like multi-weediness, which is something that I really enjoy. So this is like a really nice beer for me. And for any Americans who likely know what a shock top is, it's like a grown-up, really nice version of a shock top. <laughs> nice, nice. I do not know what a shock top is, a grown-up version or a child version, actually. You'll have to explain that to me another time. I am having a solid American beer. Founders Brewery, a good craft brewery in, in the United States here in Michigan. I'm having their solid gold premium lager. This is a can't-miss beer. Anyone who enjoys a nice beer especially on a sunny day in Austin, they will love this beer. Nice. Yeah, that is refreshing. So Max did it, his eighth win. Most laps this season he's led, and that was quite the battle. Why don't you give me your first impressions? Yeah, from top to bottom, just a, a fun and awesome race. Shouts out to all the fans. I mean, what a way to welcome back North American Formula One racing. But yeah, I mean, Max and Lewis just gave us a show. What an awesome display from both of those drivers. They are the heavyweights in this series right now. And they came out swinging, both of them. It was a lot of fun to watch. But, you know, you go down the list and we had some awesome battles from the very start. You know, we saw the Ferraris battling the McLarens, Sainz and Ricardo. You know, we even saw the old guys getting into some scraps. Alonso was throwing punches. Vettel throwing his elbows out there. You know, it was <laughs> uh, just good racing all around. It was a lot of fun to watch. That was a fun race to watch. I have to say it was, it was fun to see F1 in America. It was fun to see 140,000 show up, the largest crowd to see an event in the U.S. since COVID. It was a great day. It was a great race. As you said, was fun practice, fun qualifying, and we got to see some great battles all throughout the race. We'll get to the Max Lewis battle in a second, but Ricardo signs they were going at it. Leclerc, he was having a real good weekend, getting as much out of that Ferrari as possible. Kimi didn't back down when Alonso took the fight to him. Alonso didn't back down. He didn't back down when he took the fight to Kimi's alpha teammate, Giovinazzi. Vettel was out there, like you said, throwing punches, not backing down. So it was great to see the veterans, the old guys in sort of the, the lesser cars, bringing it, bringing it for the fans, doing all they could to get position. It was a real fun race. But obviously what everyone came to see, and we got our money's worth, Max Lewis. I have to say, I thought this was Lewis's race. 
Mercedes in the turbo hybrid era has never lost at Austin. Mercedes had great weekend. I think that car is a bit faster than Red Bull, especially on this course. And Lewis had that rare great start. I don't mean to knock Lewis as a st- on the starts, but he's been driving that Mercedes for so long that he basically is gifted first or second place at worst. So we never really get to see him have to have to really work it at the start of the race. But this time he did. He took it to Max and I did not think Max was going to be able to win this race. The fact that he did, that he held on, and Lewis had fresher tires at the end, to me, that was a Max Verstappen statement. That was him saying, this is my season. I'm the top driver in F1. Lewis, you can take your seven championships. You can take that Mercedes, but I'm daring you now. And, and, And he brought it. So all credit to Max Verstappen. And hey, all credit to Lewis. Seven championships, it's not enough for the man. (laughs) Yeah, he wants it all. He wants the glory. He's already got it, but you know, he wants those records to never be broken. And he's still pushing, which I mean, that's what you want from, from a driver, from a racer. But I think this battle is very reminiscent of another battle that Hamilton has had in the past with Alonso. You know, he was kind of the young gun back with McLaren, where he won his first championship by a very, very slim margin over, you know, the two-time world champion Fernando Alonso. So, you know, he's been in these kinds of situations, and now Max is getting into him with with Lewis, and I think it's a lot of fun to watch, and I think that kind of thing is going to continue throughout Formula One racing, you know, when the next crop of brilliant young racers come up they're going to be going up against some of the best in in Verstappen and these other young guys Leclerc Norris Russell it'll be a lot of fun to watch for a long time yeah I mean here we are talking about veterans Lewis battling for another championship Alonzo out there battling Raikkonen still in it Vettel still in it but you know youth finds a way I mean watching Norris out there Leclerc I mean, Max is only, what, 24? It seems like he's been in F1 forever, you know, and and he's only 24. But we're also seeing great kind of mid-pack battles. Ricardo and Sainz was fun to watch. Perez had to deal with Leclerc, who was getting much more out of that Ferrari than I thought was possible. Mm -hmm. So just all around, such it was a great race. I think everyone got what they wanted to see. They got to see overtakes. They got to see battles in the mid, the front. They got to see the heavyweight bout, the top card, Lewis versus Max, and they did not disappoint. They brought it right to the very end. I I thought with about five laps left that this was Lewis's race still. Max somehow held on. So I think this was a statement by Max in winning this race that I think everyone sort of thought was Mercedes to lose. I think it was also a testament to F1 in America. I think it's a new era now for F1 in America. That many fans, that big of a party, that much of a show. So really just great, great things all around. Yeah, I think Texans especially and Americans in general know how to party. They love a good party (laughs) and they proved it this weekend. The whole weekend was just fun and exciting. I mean, even in qualifying, every you know, provisional pole sitter got a massive cheer as they 
clocked in across the line. And then throughout the whole race, you know, we saw the big cheers every time there was an overtake at the front or even in in some of the good mid-pack battles. We got some big cheers for some of those guys. It was a lot of fun to watch. I'm so excited for, you know, the next several seasons when we get double American races in in Miami and in Texas. I think that's going to be just a ton of fun to watch. I I think we're going to get a show at both of those events and it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this was a heck of a heck of a show Texas put on. It was a great race. It was a great day for Formula One in America. And to think that next year we get Austin and Miami, that that should be fun. We like to talk talk up F1 to our fellow Americans, but we also like to talk up our fellow Americans who are in F1. And shout out to Zach Brown running the McLaren team. It was just a few years ago, Alonzo was in that McLaren and we didn't know if it was going to finish the race. <laughs> we didn't even know if he was going to get a lap in. That's how unreliable that car was. A few years later, McLaren's now battling for third. In fact, I just checked the third place battle between the two great Formula One storied teams, Ferrari and McLaren. McLaren is up by just three and a half points. I think that's amazing. I mean, when you think of all the races, only up by three and a half points. I mean, that's a fun, that's going to be a fun battle. Yeah, all the way to the end. I think it'll come down to Abu Dhabi when when we find out <laughs> what the third place team is. But to your point, Alonso and that McLaren a few years ago was just woeful. I mean, it was hard to watch. I think, you know, I, I looked this up a few weeks ago. In like two seasons at, at McLaren, Alonso had like a quarter of Hamilton's career DNFs. So in wow. just two seasons, you know, it, it's pretty <laughs> unbelievable how unreliable that car was and how few laps Alonso was actually able to get in. It, it was just woeful. So to see the turnaround and a lot of that attributed to Zach Brown, an American coming in and, and running things for a Formula One team, that's really cool to see. And, you know, I'm just excited to to keep watching this battle between McLaren and Ferrari, like you said. I mean, we got Sainz and Ricardo this weekend. You know, maybe it's Norris and Leclerc next weekend, but it'll be fun for the rest of the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I say there's only a few points separating McLaren and Ferrari. I think a bigger shock to me, there's only, let me look. 23 points separating Mercedes from Red Bull. That I find borderline shocking. In the turbo hybrid era, Mercedes has been 1-2, and it's been a dominant 1-2. There's been, since at least 2014, there's been no challenge to Mercedes at all. There have been a couple seasons, for example, one when Vettel was at Ferrari, where for a few races, Ferrari took it to Mercedes, but they just didn't have the reliability over, over a full season. The fact that Red Bull is only 23 points back, and now, man, how much does Christian Horner and Max hate Botas? I mean, he took, <laughs> I mean, he took he took Max out of a race. Right there's 23 points, possibly. But I find that one shocking how close Red Bull has gotten. 
it's pretty incredible what Red Bull has been able to accomplish this season. And I mean, what Verstappen has been able to accomplish, you know, he's leading the championship right now, still over Hamilton. That's pretty amazing in the turbo hybrid era. I don't think this late in the season, anybody has led over Hamilton aside from Rosberg. So that's pretty amazing what, what this young guy has been able to accomplish. And for Red Bull to be only 23 points back, that's pretty amazing. I think, you know, Perez in these last few races, especially next race out in Mexico City, his home Grand Prix, he needs to put in some really, really good races. He needs to beat out Botas in order for Red Bull to accomplish pretty much the unthinkable. I had no doubt in my mind that at the start of the season, Mercedes would win the Constructors' Championship. So Perez, full credit to him this weekend. You know, he put in a solid race, got on the podium. That's what he's there for. I think, you know, he needs to continue to do that this season. Yeah, yeah. We've been tough on Perez, and I think he's earned it. He's really not done as well in that car as I think he could have as I think it's been reasonable to expect, but he seems to be finding his, his way. He held off Leclerc. He helped Max gain a bit of an advantage there. And, and so I, I think he's now solid. I, I'm really expecting a lot out of him. He got a podium on this race. Now, admittedly, Botas had to take a grid penalty, but he, he got on the podium. Next race is his home race in Mexico. I really think i'm hopeful that perez will just sort of really bring it get everything out of that red bull as possible and it seems almost unfathomable to think in the turbo hybrid era someone beating mercedes <laughs> but there is a real chance of seeing that happen yeah now we all see the cars we see the drivers we see the pit crew one thing we like to do is sort of hand out trophies or awards to sort of the unheralded, those that we're not really focusing on or that many people aren't talking about. For me, for this race, if I were to hand out a trophy to the unheralded, it's got to go to Austin. <laughs> Almost 400,000 showed up over the three days for practice qualifying in the race. 140,000 at the race. Biggest crowd in the U.S. since COVID. And they loved what they saw. They had a great time. And, and I think they revealed to F1 that we need to make sure Formula One stays in America. So hats off to them. I want to give a trophy to the, to the fans in Austin. I, I also want to mention Willie T. Ribs. <laughs> Sky Sports. Sky Sports did a little short on him. It was great. He was the first, I believe, first African-American F1 test driver. I think he may have been the first African-American IndyCar driver. And they did a nice profile of, on him. And he really helped connect his story with sort of the past and, and with the future of F1 and hit some of the issues he's facing that Lewis Hamilton is facing. Mm -hmm. So a great race in Austin. Texas put on a show. Formula One put on a show. Everybody's happy. Maybe not total wolf. He feels he deserves every number one, but two for Mercedes, one for Red Bull. The Max Lewis battle continues. 
next race two weeks from now in Mexico. Now, one of my favorite segments here is we do across the line. We pick who we think will come on, not just the top three, but the top five finishers. Once someone is taken, they're off the board. I think you get to go first. So Mexico, two weeks away, who do you think is going to take that first spot? Yeah, I think this is going to be a fun race. You know, it's Perez, his home race. So I hope he does well. I think that would be awesome if he wins. But I have to go with a hot hand, his teammate, Max Verstappen, getting back-to-back wins. Nice, nice. Max can do it. I don't think there's a better racer on the grid right now. I do think Mercedes has a slightly faster car. They're more reliable. We're in the latter stages of this long season. I'm just not sure that Max and Red Bull can pull this off. But having said that, first place, his home race, Red Bull, Sergio Perez. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, man. It would be. be that, so that's cool. a romantic pick. I'd love for that to happen. I'd love for that to happen for the sport, for Perez, for Red Bull. That would be, that would be legendary. So that's my romantic pick. My real money, since I get to choose again. And second, Lewis Hamilton. The legend, the GOAT, <laughs> seven-time world champion in that Mercedes. But I have him coming just behind Red Bull once again, only this time to Perez. Nice. Yep, the safe pick there. I like the Perez first place. But I'm with you, a Mercedes coming in right behind the Red Bull. So I'm going to take Botas as my as my second place finisher. Nice. Yeah, Botas was relatively quiet this weekend. He had that grid penalty. We didn't hear much from him. But I do think that's a, that's a pretty solid pick in that Mercedes. Botas coming in second is, is pretty solid. What about third? Your third. Yeah, I think since his announcement that he's going to move next year, you know, he's been pretty solid. But for my third place, rounding out the podium, I'm thinking there's going to be another Ferrari-McLaren battle. But I'm going to go Ferrari on top in this one. Leclerc is my third place finisher. Excellent, excellent. That's a good pick. Leclerc had a great race in Austin. He's getting as much out of that Ferrari, I think, as anyone would. He put it to Perez, but didn't quite have enough to get on the podium this week. I do think we're going to continue to see these Ferrari-McLaren battles through the end of the season. I'm going with Danny Ricardo. Ooh, nice. I think he's finally cracked the code on that McLaren. I think we're going to see him outrace his teammate Norris for the rest of the season. So I've got Ricardo in third. In fourth... Once again, we've got that McLaren-Ferrari battle. I'm taking signs. Carlos signs. <laughs> nice. Yep, that's, those, are, those are real solid picks. I'm with you. Ferrari-McLaren battle. So I'm going to swap it up. You took McLaren-Ferrari. I'm going to take Ferrari-McLaren. Norris in fourth place. Nice, nice. Yeah, Norris was another one. Relatively quiet weekend. Solid job, but didn't have enough to get on the podium. Okay, and in fifth place. And in fifth place, I'm going to say he's going to come back, have a good race, 
in Mexico. You know, he's hampered by some reliability issues this this week. I'm going to go with the AlphaTauri man, Pierre Gasly. Nice, nice. Yeah, I heard they were replacing some sensors at the start of this race. I wasn't sure he was going to start. This car was quickly taken off the track. Nothing much for him. Disappointing weekend, but it would be nice to see him bounce back. Another good young driver. Mm -hmm. For me, fifth place, a lot of great cars, a lot of great drivers already taken off. So I'm going with, it's in Mexico. We've got, I've got Perez in first. I've got signs in fourth. Let's go with the all Spanish speaking team. I'll pick Alonso for fifth. (laughs) Nice. So, yeah, I think this is going to be a good race. I'm really looking forward to it. You know, the glow of Austin, I think, won't have worn off by the time we get back to Mexico. And it's been a while. Because of COVID, it's been a while. So this is going to be a fun race, I think. Any final thoughts on the upcoming Mexico race? Or how about a crazy prediction? Yeah, I have a a real crazy one for you. (laughs) We talked about, you know, the first and second place battle in the Constructors' Championship in a third, fourth place battle. So we got Red Bull fighting Mercedes and McLaren fighting Ferrari. I think that by the end of the season, we're going to see those places swap. So we're going to have Red Bull on top of Mercedes and Ferrari on top of McLaren. That is a truly crazy prediction. <laughs> that one that one is hard hard to believe. In the turbo hybrid era, Mercedes not finishing on top is very hard to believe. Ferrari with all the problems they had just a year ago that they could be in third is is pretty impressive, I I have to say. And they have the glamour team of Leclerc and Carlos Sainz. I've got to go, though, with Zach Brown running that McLaren team. He's really turned it around. So I I, I can't say I'm in agreement with you on that crazy prediction. (laughs) But I'd love to see it. My crazy prediction for Mexico is craziness. This is a long season. We're in the final few races. The teams, the pit crew, all the associated members, they don't live the life of the F1 drivers. This is hard on them. This is a long, arduous taxing season. They've now gone from Europe to the US. They're going back home, then to Mexico. I think there's going to be some emotional, physical, psychological wear and tear. My crazy prediction for Mexico is not one, but two massive pit crew screw-ups just because of where we are in the season. And the grind of the season. So that's my crazy prediction. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, it's tough out there. It's not just it, it, not just the drivers, but everybody involved. It is. And this is this, you know, it's it's not a twenty-two race season at Silverstone or <laughs> in Western Europe. This yeah. is a global sport. They're going from Asia, Middle East, Europe, Eastern Europe. U.S., Mexico, South America. Uh, this, this, this is a this is a gauntlet that they're running. So I, I think we're going to see some screw ups in Mexico. Okay, that was it. It was a great race. It was a great weekend for F1. A great weekend for F1 in America. I want to thank everybody for listening to America's and the world's most beloved father and son F1 podcast. We are lights out.
See you. Thanks for listening.